0: What's up, guys? Tuesday, October 5th, another episode, episode 181. Uh, today, I also got Adele DeMire. She's a crypto influencer, blogger, um, NFT enthusiast, um, a bit of an influencer in the space, knows a ton. We talk about metaverses, we talk about NFTs, we talk about DeFi, um, a number of different topics and different niches. Um, you're going to love hearing from her. Anyways, be sure to subscribe and share this episode with somebody that you think would like to learn more about blockchain, crypto, Adele DeMeyer, and everything she's doing and everything we talked about. Enjoy. All right, Adele, welcome to the BlockHash podcast. How are you doing?
1: I'm good. I'm good. It's a sunny morning here in Australia. And um, yeah, I'm honored to be here. So thanks so much for having me.
0: Yeah, it's a pleasure. What's it like in Australia? I haven't been there before.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's great. Summertime is just really hot. um, So it's starting to heat up this side. Um, I live in Queensland. So most of the time, we just have wonderful weather. Uh, When you move further down, like to Sydney and Melbourne, uh, you get a little bit more of a winter there. cold weather but here in queensland um you yeah, we in t-shirts and shorts most of the time
0: <laughs> really cold in australia that sounds crazy
1: yeah yeah you actually get snow down in melbourne and uh, in, in the sydney mountains as well what? So you that's... get snow yes <laughs> <laughs> bizarre i know
0: that is bizarre that's cool though is, is there um do you feel like a crypto community or presence there in australia do people seem interested in it
1: yeah, yeah, we do have quite a big uh, active uh, crypto community, not close to, you know, some of the other countries, but uh, definitely a lot of people interested in it. And I think Brisbane Airport actually in Queensland was one of the first airports to accept uh, Bitcoin and um, for oh, your really? purchases at the airport. Yes, yes, we were actually in the news. So, yeah, there's, there's the, we've got the innovative outlook. Um, our politicians are very crypto friendly. Obviously, they want to put in, you know, some regulations, and they have made adjustments. But um, I do get the feeling the Australian, you know, politicians and government really want to um, encourage innovation and, um, you know, attract entrepreneurs from all over the world in the space. So that's great. Um, I think there's room for growth. We don't have uh, enough big percentage of people using crypto in Australia yet, in my opinion. But I think we'll get there. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think most countries, most major countries and popular travel destinations, you you can't not get into crypto at this point. It's so big, it's so popular, and it's it's starting to finally go mainstream. Um I yes. imagine most cities in the world are gonna have their feet in that in that bucket of water at least a little bit.
1: Absolutely. I agree with you.
0: Anyways, Adele, tell me a little bit more about yourself and your backgrounds. Like I know you probably weren't always in crypto, so how how did you come hmm. to be, you know bit more into the crypto industry? And was there like anything in particular that got you in?
1: Yeah, sure. So my background uh, for many years, um, you know, has been in marketing and PR. Uh, Before that, when I was really young, I was like in the entertainment industry. Um, So I was a TV presenter, model, a dancer, (laughs) all that kind of stuff. Um, But yeah, like as I got older, I was like, no, I need a more stable income. What do I like? Oh, I love people. And yeah, I just naturally got obviously involved in marketing because it's you know very creative. You work with people, you got to understand people and all that. So, yeah, I come from a marketing background, PR, bit of sales. And that naturally evolved into, you know, I want to do my own thing. Um, I always wanted to be, you know, my own boss, <laughs> my own rules right. and work directly with clients. And yeah, that naturally evolved into that, where I took the big leap one day and said, yep, quit my job full steam ahead going to try and do my own thing and i started consulting with clients um started small obviously grew grew bigger and got involved with companies like hootsuite i was an ambassador a big influencer for them when they first started um i'm very involved in technology you know i'm quite a geek (laughs) been gaming since you know what i back in the day when i can remember um so yeah i've always been involved with technology and um Did some work like with companies like Huawei, with with their tech, and and they invited me to travel and look at what they're doing. I've been to events and speaking gigs, um, traveled to America quite a few times uh, to be on the Adobe influencer team with their tech events, um, with SAP, Acoin, all those guys. And yeah, just always um, been involved with, you know, new technologies, um, how technologies impact, impacting humanity. And um, I actually had a blog back in the day as well in 2018 when I started really getting into NFTs. I was one of the first really bigger uh, blogs for NFTs and, and blockchain gaming. And uh, yeah, so it just naturally progressed from there. And um, I really got into crypto, I would say, end of 2016, 2017. I um, always kind of knew about it, obviously, in technology it always comes up in conversations, but yeah, I think I really, really got stuck into it um, heavily in 2017 um, where I was like, yep, I I like some of the projects that came out, so uh, supported them. And yeah, end of 2017, we started uh, moving with the Crypto Kitties uh, that came out and that really, you know, caught the attention of the world. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: uh, yeah, I was early in that community and involved there and that really, you know got me involved and i was like yeah i can see this this is going to be big and obviously i, I was interested in it cuz i'm a creative myself and um yeah that that's how i got started into all of it
0: crypto kitties is such an og project it's it's so old i remember when that first came out god that that feels like so long ago now i know <laughs> yeah that was
1: 2017 and um yeah the other day i was just looking through my discord And yeah, it was just all the conversations having back with all the, you know, guys back then, Geos from Axie, uh, Mm -hmm. we became good friends, Pranksy, um, Cloudwide, all these guys today that you see is quite big. Um, You know, we, I was looking through back uh, our conversations back there. I was talking to the OpenSea guys when they first also just Mm -hmm. got started. And yeah, it was great to go through all the messages and, you know, see what we all spoke about 2017, 2018 about. You know, crypto kitties and NFT and the speculation back then, and oh, it was so cool. It was really, you know, good to look back on those memories.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's so much easier back then to talk to a lot of those guys because now they're pretty popular. I used to, uh, I had Devin Finzer on the podcast. He's one of the um, co-founders of OpenSea. I've had Ben Nolan on. He's the creator of Crypto Voxels. Um, yeah. I've had um, Mr. Perkins on, uh, founder of super rare, um, you know, way before these things like were super popular, NFTs were like just babies, babies in the <laughs> Um yeah, yeah. I, I kind of miss those times too. It's so saturated now.
1: Yeah, and OpenSea was actually a big inspiration for the guys was uh, the CryptoKitties thing. Cause I think, look, there was two or three other projects just before CryptoKitties. I think you had the MoonCats and mm-hmm. then there was that other card one um, that recently they sold a um, whole card kit quite a big price on auction. I think it was actually this week, wasn't it? I shared a tweet about it. Um but I think Crypto Kitties really is it's just where it all started for everybody really. Um and I think CryptoKitties is still gonna have its time where it's gonna be massively popular again, especially with your founder cats and your Gen Zero cats. Um you know that that's the real OG times and and I think the, the breeding function, like I was so heavily into the CryptoKitties breeding.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: oh my gosh, thank God I had my brother by my side who's a, uh, got his PhD in engineering. <laughs> because when you really started digging into um, the setup of how they did the breeding of the cats and how to get the different attributes and what cat you combine with which one to get this gene and all that it was actually mind-blowing it was very yeah, complete yeah.
0: i was very impressed with that actually it reminded me so much of pokemon i don't know how much gaming you've, you've done or if you played pokemon at all but they used to have this breeding aspect in a lot of the pokemon games
1: where mm. um,
0: all these pokemon they have all these attributes that most people don't even know about and you can breed them a certain way to get specific attributes to make your pokemon stronger in certain ways um, i used to get yeah. really addicted to doing that as well that's kind of what CryptoKitties felt like for a while
1: yes and then yeah of course cryptokitties you know the developers hard coded that into the smart contract i was just blown away about you know what what they were able to achieve there it, it was really cool i don't i don't think a lot of people realize actually how complex that game is um but it's really cool so so it will always be one of my favorite projects um and um, I think that really set the, the bar for a few things. And then obviously this year in March 2021, when Beeple sold his art piece for that 69 million dollars, um, I think that was also a big big thing again, like CryptoKitties. You know, I think it really put the spotlight again on on NFT on the art aspect and, and got the attention of people. And you know, it just took the education up. I think another notch for people to see the potential and and what this actually means because a lot of people still struggle to really understand nfts
0: totally agree Um, i think people when he sold that nft through christie's for 69 million dollars i think he for the first time more than anybody because of how popular he is uh legitimized nfts in the industry and legitimized nfts as Mm. art as collectibles and as something that can have far-reaching utility going into the future depending on what happens so I think that was a yes. huge, huge event.
1: Yeah, no, that was awesome. Um, yeah, so so that that's two two big things that stand out for me. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of other stuff that happened. You've got celebrities that came on board. Uh, you got the NBA top shots. You've got uh, the crypto punks and all these. And yes, mm-hmm. they're all massive. They did so well and still doing well. But I don't know if I just quickly close my eyes and people say, hey, NFT world, what was the two things that come to mind first? It's CryptoKitties and people.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Let me ask you this. Do you think we're coming into maybe another round of this NFT boom, similar to what we had in the spring, um, where you have this huge craze and rush of money into it and speculation, people trying to go back to OG projects like CryptoPunks, maybe even this time going to CryptoKitties and trying to find those original um, CryptoKitty NFTs and um, having more people and celebrities and athletes pile on and, and create different collections and do drops and auctions. Do you think we're heading into like another wave of that? Because it kind of feels like it's starting to bubble up again.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. I uh, I think twenty twenty two is going to be huge. Uh, you've you've got all the luxury brands now popping up. So, so this was briefly touched on the metaverse thing, but yeah, you've got all the luxury brands that started getting on board. Your Gucci's, Dolce Gabbana um there's so many of them where they've actually started selling their nft um, art pieces and um which can be used in the metaverse right so and you've got sandbox uh that's launched now with like snoop dogg having his own mansion where you could you know uh, buy nft vip tickets and that gives you access to snoop dogg's mansion in the metaverse and you know, you get different items. So, where I see things going next, yes, you're gonna get well, at the moment, you already have your top, top collectors. Um, there's some massive wallets with millions of dollars moving with art pieces they are collecting. Um, I know Pranksy, I think, uh, bought up another few founder cats, or one of the other guys recently bought up again from the Tikiti founder cats just recently now in September. Um, and then all the other founder cats all went, you know, they all went. So I think what's going to happen is you're going to have your really serious collectible um, investors and collectors, and they are all going to want to have some of the originals dating way back from 2017. So they're going to be scooping up some of those items for sure. Um, then you're going to have your your player section, I think, the gamers. And then you're going to have your people that's really into high fashion, you know, your Instagram type people, the, the, the models and the people that love, you know, their branded items, the Gucci's and Dolce Cabanas. I see it in three different categories. And those different sections, uh, I think from 22 uh, onwards of the metaverse and all that, especially, we're going to see quite a big sh- shift there and massive uptake in, in, in digital items. That's my opinion.
0: Yeah, do, I guess we're kind of already talking about where the future of NFTs are going. But do you think that there's like more possibility for them to have different utilities in the future? Um, looking at like fashion brands, for example, like I know Louis Vuitton, Gucci, and Versace looking at using blockchain and NFTs to prove authenticity for a lot of their their products and goods that they sell. Um, and that's just one example. And there's you know probably countless other. Uh, Use cases that people can create for NFTs, um, including like ticketing and and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and venues, Um, whether it's in the real world, even in the the metaverse as well. Where where do you think that's going from a utility standpoint?
1: (coughs) Excuse me. So we're going to have the play to earn model. It's already integrated in some stuff. I mean, to give a simple example, if you look at your games like Fortnite, for example, they already sell hundreds of millions of dollars in items every month for cosmetic upgrades, right? People buy skins for their for their players, so whether that's weapons or um, outfits or color changes for their guns, things like that. So the whole concept is not new. We have it already in gaming. Um, I think, kind of in a way, in in, in gaming platforms, you already kind of have your metaverse set up, you know, where multiplayers can join each other. I mean, like Minecraft, for example, that to me is also kind of like a metaverse feeling, right? Um, so I think that definitely the next thing utility is going to be the metaverses. So you've got the Sandbox, Decentraland, Cryptovoxels, and there's a few others coming as well. And the utility is going to be in the items themselves. So, you know, just like we are today when you go out or oh, you want to put on your nice pair of shoes and your cool jacket and you know that's your whole look and that's what makes you happy and you're going to just find a digital copy of yourself in this online world and you're going to want to do the same thing you know put on that jacket wear your pair of shoes um buy gifts you know we're going to have our friends and family and partners all in this digital world and I can totally see brands are going to have shops, their own little worlds, their own little adventures, and will actually sell stuff to our digital selves. You know, you'll have a Starbucks, you can buy your coffee, hang out with your mate in Starbucks and have conversation as your digital self. So the utility and, 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 and money making there for brands are going to be huge um, and and swapping items and, like I say, giving presents. Um I think some stuff will go up in value. Like, let's say you have an opportunity to buy Snoop Dogg's pair of shoes that he's been wearing in the metaverse for the past year. And he goes, hey, okay, I'm going to auction off my shoes. Use your digital self, just like, you know, yourself today as a physical form. I'm going to want that because you like that. It's something you want to own. So I absolutely think it's going to, absolutely skyrocket massively the businesses that can get into this right now early into the metaverse and understanding it so that can be your um you know shops from anything food i mean look at the sims there's another example sims Mm -hmm. was huge um and that is kind of playing as your digital self building your house buying food you have to go to the toilet um you have to hang out you have you know sims to me is a perfect example and that's where we're going and then you're going to add in um, ar and vr as well and it's just it's literally taking some of the experiences we have already right now in gaming um and just taking it up a a notch into a next really immersive experience and and it's going to complete digital copy of yourself living in the metaverse and people are going to love it i can tell you now they're gonna love it it's gonna become addictive (laughs)
0: Oh yeah, I I can see it coming with metaverses. I'm very excited for it. And for the record, I used to play Sims as well, and I was Me too. The, I I had a bakery, I had a house, I had exactly. virtual friends. No, I love Sims, and uh, those are some of the best games. But that's really like where metaverses are going, and. Um, I don't know how much you've explored some of the blockchain ones, but do you have any favorites, Um, you know, among like Somnium Space and Decentraland, Cryptovoxels, all the ones out there? Is there any of those that you like more than others or that stand out to you?
1: At the moment, obviously, I like Decentraland because there's just so much more that you can do. Um, so I like, I like that kind of concept. But I'm really excited to see Sandbox and what they're going to do. I think there's a lot of their stuff launching, like, now ish, I'm not sure I need to check again. Um, But yeah, I'm excited about sandbox. And then you have Facebook, it also said they're busy building metaverse. I'm pretty sure there's so many other projects that's busy busy building these that maybe I just haven't heard about yet. it's so hard to like stay up to date with everything going on because the space moves so fast. So I'm trying to kind of stay up to date what's happening with crypto and DeFi projects. Um, and then on the other hand i have all this nft and gaming world it's hard it's hard to keep up
0: (laughs) it is very hard to keep up with anything in this space because it's changing every single day and that's part of my job too is to stay up to date (laughs) on what's going on so i I can tell you it's it's not easy Um, yeah
1: exactly what do you have any favorites like you've had quite a few interviews also with people in the space and uh, yeah what stands out to you as as you know Want to yeah I'm, I'm
0: personally a little biased towards crypto voxels because i've had their founder on i've been a part of their community for a long oh, time okay. um yeah. and i have a, a large vested interest into a lot of parcels there um so oh. cri- but i love crypto voxels because um, it has that minecraft feel and it's funny mm. how popular a, such a simple game like minecraft can actually be and how much money it makes um yes. and how much people go there just interacting out with each other and you have all these crazy games with the best graphics and this voxel-based game is, you know, garnering more attention in a lot of respects. And I think CryptoVoxels is going to get to that direction. It's a decentralized blockchain-based Minecraft pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, and it works really well and it's really simple. And um, I don't know, the community is really great. And I think, I think there's going to be a lot of attention that goes that direction just because people want something different um yes. of course people are gonna love Decentraland for all the you know various reasons, all the things you can do, the venues, uh, the concerts they've had there, the celebrities yes. that come in. Um, yep. they're doing it right. Um crypto voxels is just another example. Then there's sandbox, somnium space. There's gonna be so many places to go. Um I think it's just like, you know, different worlds, you know, in this metaverse, it's all gonna be connected and everyone's gonna be able to go to all these places and Cross chain be able to interact with people. It's it's very exciting. I, we're just getting closer and closer every day to it.
1: Yeah, and how do you feel about the cross chain uh, incorporability? Because I know, like with poly, Polygon items, you can uh, use in like Decentraland and, and uh, Voxel. Um, yeah, I feel that sometimes there might be a bit of a challenge. So I think a cha- the initial challenge will be for people. Okay. Ha- what platform are we going to make our items in are we going to want to be cross-chain can we be cross-chain and then if you think even further down the line if you look at brands like playstation and xbox um uh, i have a feeling those guys are gonna to have to try and figure out a way to get it on board somehow because i don't know i if this metaverse thing goes as well as i think it's going to People are gonna get addicted to it, and they're gonna move on playing games and <laughs> in this world. And yeah, it's gonna steal some of the PlayStation, uh, Xbox, Xbox numbers, in my opinion. But obviously, that's a bit further down the track. It's not gonna be a like the right. next year thing. But yeah,
0: yeah. People still need hardware, though. I think that's gonna be the biggest thing mm. that keeps those guys in the game. Um, obviously, Facebook—they have Alt Space, they have Oculus. They're the first to really move and prove that this can mm. you know be real and. I love the experience I've had through Facebook's Oculus Quest. It's an incredible piece of hardware. Um, and they, they're really pioneering and making you know this really possible, this whole VR type of environment and metaverse stuff. And then I've used their alt space places to hang out with people and I've actually really enjoyed it. I just wish that you had the whole blockchain aspect where you could own your own stuff and you can have a profile of things and um you not just play games but like exist Mm. inside of a metaverse own a Mm. shop own a business own a house you know whatever you want to do that's what they're missing and i think that they're going to get beaten out by a lot of these blockchain projects but Mm. i think their saving grace is going to be their hardware so facebook it's with oculus quest and them um, (coughs) constantly pushing that um you know sony with playstation microsoft with uh with xbox they're gonna have their own device i guarantee it Um, Mm. and they're just going to focus on the hardware because the software part of it, um, you know, it's so much better on blockchain. They're not going to be able to really compete with that. So I don't know. It's going to be really interesting to see how that shapes up, but it's going to shape up.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And like I said, I think it's going to be, it's going to be massive opportunity. Like one of the things I really love about NFTs and what's happened this year is how much it helped people um to survive through the lockdowns. I mean, we've had so many lockdowns, businesses closing down, people that just can't go to work. And this year, um, it helped so many artists or or even people that were not artists, but they just like, hey, I'm gonna try this, I'm gonna try and make something unique or tell my story or portray the struggles or mm-hmm. anything. And and they could make their mm-hmm. art. And some of them are doing really, really well. And they're like, wow, I'm actually earning double than what my day job was paying me or that my business was doing. And, um, so that's one thing I'm so grateful for that NFTs were able to bring people in this time of all these challenges. Um, and I think it's going to happen more and more and more. You see people every day tweeting, Oh, I quit my day job today because of crypto and NFTs. (laughs) And I think it's great. You know, it, it, it gives people a sense of, um, they can just do what they want, but of you know, and I think a little bit more entrepreneurship is gonna start booming and I can see some of these people are really gonna rock it out in the metaverse options. I just have a feeling it's so cool. I love it. It's it's really good.
0: Yeah, there's been so many niches within crypto outside of just tokens that have really exploded in twenty twenty one. Um, mm. you know, on the tail end of this pandemic and I, I think mm-hmm. there's just, you know, the perfect storm that was brewing for that. And I think these niches yes. Everything from NFTs to DeFi um, to... Oh, yeah, um,
1: DeFi was huge this year as well. (laughs) All the meme coins. Oh, my God. (laughs) Exactly.
0: But that kind of stuff has made it so much more popular and has drawn so many more people into the industry because it's showing there's other things you can do. There's opportunities, there's jobs, there's startups, um, and it's creating this massive ecosystem around crypto and around blockchain. Um, that's yep, the exciting especially
1: part. the DeFi, yeah, with staking and uh, yield farming. Um, there's even some projects where you do farming with your NFTs and you earn passive income. Like, it's a lot less harder to get it set up, and people can sort of learn. Hey, I can earn passive income. I just need to put this amount of this amount, farm it, and just let the thing run. You know, a lot of people mm-hmm. have no idea what it's like to earn passive income, right? Because, you know, you just work nine to five, you know, pay the bills, go on about life. And, uh, yeah, I think uh, crypto and especially with DeFi that started really getting off the ground last year. Um, it's just helping so many people with, you know, passive income, for example. Not everybody has the guts or the know-how to be able to do day trading. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is risky and that takes a lot of time to really understand as well. you got to know what you're doing. Because you will lose money um, if, if you don't do day trading properly, where I think it's you know safer options where you can do, you know, farming and um, get like pancake swap where you put money into pools and things like that. It's just uh, easier for people. And then obviously your play to earn that's already available mm-hmm. um, in some of these games with NFTs or then even just NFT trading. Um, there's a lot of people that's just figured out a niche with that and making money that way it's just awesome I, I think it's really really cool that we can have so many people um, expanding on their lives <clears throat> doing their own thing earning you said you also earn an income from cryptocurrency and that and that's great you know? Yeah, I, th- I think
0: everyone can. There's different ways to do it. Every, mm. You know, yield farming is a huge one. You get some crazy yep. APYs and interest rates way better than just keeping <laughs> it in the bank. Yes. Uh, liter- I mean, literally, I tell people, if you get a 10% APY and you have a million dollars, or even mm. $100,000, why keep it in the bank? Just put it in that, that crypto, which you'll probably appreciate over time. Um, yes. And then you'll get that 10% APY on the year. Um, yeah. You're going to make pretty good money in passive income. Yeah. And then there's yep. you know better mining solutions starting to come out that are more yes. cost effective. Uh, Filecoin, for example, being able to contribute you know storage capacity on your computer or hard drive and get paid in Filecoin and um, different ways for people to get involved in the space and make a little extra cash. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know when it comes to day trading and swing trading, I'll just kind of touch on it real quick. It's yeah. it's very very difficult, and I don't yep. recommend it to anyone unless you you're very confident you have that skill set. Yeah. Um, but there's there's plenty of ways to make money in this space and it's cropping up every day i'm sure you see it too
1: yes yes i do <laughs> interesting times i'm so excited for 2022 i really really am um i think we're going to see some mind-blowing things happening um things on the people level you know i mean that was just mm-hmm. mind-blowing An nft selling for 69 million i think that's gonna look weak by the end of 2022 it's yeah i think we got a big year ahead of us
0: yeah let me ask you one more question before we kind of wrap up yep um in terms of you know the state of the market uh you know it kind of feels like i guess we'll put it this way the beginning of september everyone was screaming bull market again end of Mm -hmm. september everyone was screaming oh look out for the bear market Uh, Mm -hmm. here we go into the beginning of october and it looks like the bull market's back again Where where do you think the market's at? Are we still, in your opinion, you know, in a bit of a bull cycle? Do you think things are going uphill to finish the year? Um, Or do you think that it's a bit of a, you know, just some volatility and maybe it's going to calm down going into next year? Um, Or what's your opinion? What do you think the market's at and where do you think we're heading into 2022?
1: Yep. Okay, good question, because <laughs> I'm actually busy with a survey for that for a publication that um, I'm doing a survey for. Um, I have very mixed feelings at the moment. I, I, I will be honest with you, I'm, I'm very nervous mm-hmm. uh, in such a way that I've actually moved quite a bit of my like crypto assets and stuff into stable coins. And some of it even like just out into some cash reserves. I'm very, very nervous at the moment. Uh, Yes, I feel the market is still bullish. You know, people are optimistic, but we have so many factors at play. We've got massive tensions with China at the moment. Um, The China-Taiwan thing, is there is a lot of tension. And um, and I mean, the China real estate that ever grants uh, ever grades or however you say that mm. uh, with them going down, uh, that's really bad. Um, so, yeah, China is one thing I'm keeping an eye on. And then we have um, some of the tensions in the US. I think there's some poor decisions that get made around policies or things happening. And people are nervous. People are really, really nervous and not sure what the future fe- holds. So keeping an eye there on things um, and, you know, whether they're going to print more money or they're not, um, at least the Fed announced that they're not going to ban any cryptos or things like that. And that's when we saw that big spike again now, the, I think it was this week or last week. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, look, I, I don't think end of October is going to look very good, but, I mean, that's pure speculation. It's just my own personal <laughs> feeling. I might be completely wrong. Sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think people should look at the next three months with a good balance of optimism and skepticism, and you need to stay up to date with world news. You you need to see what's happening because uh, there's a lot of tensions and yeah, things that impact the market. 2022, I feel, can go really, really well, I'm very optimistic for it, depending on how the last three months are going to play out now. I think the next three months are going to be very telling for all of us as to where we're headed, uh, you know, moving forward. Um, you know, with with economies, you, inflation also, inflation is out of hand. We've got massive supply issues, um, supply chain issues around the world. All these little things trickle down to impact, you know, confidence, how people feel, where money is moving. So yeah, that's what I would do is just just optimistic and pessimistic, a healthy, good balance between the two is my opinion.
0: Yeah, it is so, so hard to try and get an accurate read on what's going on in the market right now, to be honest, mm. and even my opinion. i People, when I, they ever ask me, I'd say that I'm, at least for October, I'm very cautiously bullish Yep. because there's yep. so many things that could turn this market around and there's so many yep. things that could send it up too. We're at like 51,000 for Bitcoin today, we're really close to that 52, 53,000 yeah, um, threshold that we have to get through, you know, but at the same time we might bounce down. And I know people that swear on the indicators and I know people that swear on the news and the macro and it's um it's it's really difficult to get a good read. What I, what I do is, know is that, you. you know, the SEC has already come out and said they're not going to ban crypto or do something negative mm. in the short term, mm. and that they might even approve an ETF for Bitcoin. The Federal mm. Reserve has come out and said, and Jerome Powell said very clearly, they're not going to ban crypto. Mm. Brazil is going to vote on whether or not to make Bitcoin legal tender, and they're like one of the biggest yep. economies in the world. Um, yep. There are some things, that if things play out in the right way in October, you know, I've, it feels it's going go really well. Yes. Yeah. It's eerie, eerily similar to 2017 where we had a, a pop in the spring and then things started yeah. going up again right before the holidays.
1: Yes. Um, yes. I remember that.
0: <laughs> it, it feels very, very similar to that. Mm. Um, but it also scares me because I know that once it happens, the bull cycle ends and then, you know, we fizzle out and correct. And so it, yep. it makes you very nervous trying to play this out correctly.
1: It is. No, I agree. And that's why I'd say, you know, people need to go with their gut, you know, do what feels right for you. That's what I always say. You know, um, there's so many different opinions out there. I would also say, don't believe all the influencers on Twitter and what they're tweeting. They're also just going on to speculation. And I mean, one thing that I think makes it tough is just crypto is so emotionally driven. It's very emotionally driven. Yeah. And the wrong tweet from someone can send a five thousand drop, uh, a five thousand dollar drop in Bitcoin. Boom, within a half an hour. You know that kind of thing mm-hmm. um, that no one sees coming, no one knows it's going to happen. But because the community and the users are so emotionally and spec, uh, you know, and speculative, and you know, buy the news, sell the or what, buy the rumors, sell the news, and all that kind of mentality. Um, makes it a very volatile uh industry and you just gotta go with your gut do some research and make up your own mind don't get manipulated into decisions of other people what they tell you to do
0: (laughs) i totally agree i totally agree you gotta follow your gut and you know your own opinion on it because there's there's too many opinions both ways and you'll go crazy you'll go crazy (laughs) trying to figure out the right answer so just go with your gut. exactly
1: yep Uh, Exactly. Um,
0: how can people keep up with you and follow you on social media? Where should they go? Do you have a blog? Do you have a website?
1: I actually just last night put up, um, starting up my newsletter again. I'm getting black, back into blogging. I was I decided finally that I need to get back. And I've got so many thoughts and opinions and help that I can share. So, yeah, I just started um, So on my Twitter profile. You can go to my Twitter profile, um, Adele DeMeyer, A-D-E-L-D-M-E-Y-E-R. And uh, yeah, my newsletter is there, you can subscribe, that will just be a place where I'll share some thoughts and ideas and like some of the stuff we discussed today, do some giveaways, I'm working with quite a few really interesting uh, NFT projects and art projects. So we'll be doing giveaways, things like that. I'm mostly active on Twitter. You know, that's where I hang out, that's where I learn, that's where I engage, that's where I do everything. So yeah, just hit me up there stay in touch. Um, If I launch anything else, um, it will be on there. Um, I might consider in early next year to start a live streaming show or something again. I know people enjoy that.
0: Yeah, you should. uh, I
1: love listening to my accent.
0: (laughs) You have a great accent. Wait, uh, is that like native to Australia, your accent or are you from somewhere else?
1: Yeah, no, I'm born in South Africa. So uh, I I actually, my first language is Afrikaans which is ancient Dutch. Um, yeah. So it's very similar to, to, to Dutch. So, so you speak
0: um, ancient Dutch.
1: Yeah. That's or have that's, an
0: ancient Dutch accent.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have a little bit of a mix of Australian. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> that's I had pretty to- cool.
0: I'm not, I haven't heard that before, so I'm not familiar with it, but it sounds awesome.
1: Yeah. Well, that's like the praat can you wear that link by a Dutch Holland, Germany, so yeah cool cool okay that that was fun but yeah i look forward to um hang out and meet some of your followers and listeners and uh, yeah say hello guys and um, thanks so much for having me on the show this was a really cool chat love it and um yeah good luck with everything that you're doing as well and yeah, let's hope all of us can make a lot of money before Christmas.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I need to buy a lot of gifts, so hopefully Crypto Pops. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was a pleasure having you on. Thank you. A great conversation. Um, stay on for just a second so I can talk to you. Otherwise, um, cool. would love to talk to you again in the future when you have time.
1: Awesome. Thanks so much.